0: This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. I've been watching the news lately and the events around us unfold with... um, Morbid fascination for one thing, I guess, but that's not why I mention it. Kind of like, I would say, quiet optimism, some of the things that I see, and equally quiet concern, right? So, on the one hand, I see uh, a surgence of Trumpism, really, both uh, politically, politically, on the government side, I think he has um, more allies internally than people probably realize, which may be driving a lot of things. I think woke has failed, not profitable. The money's driving everything. People think there's a ideology out there. There's no ideology behind this. There's no philosophy. People are trying to make it sound philosophical, but it's not. It's, it's just uh, chaos, really. But anyway... I don't don't want to get too philosophical myself. I want to get to someone what I actually see going on here. Uh, But as I watch things unfold, um, I feel pretty solid in my predictions. But at the same time, there's things going on that even now are surprising me. And it's early. It's really early. Um, Wait till after this November. Wait till after the new year. I, I And I know some of this is going to be repetitive, but uh, quiet optimism. Uh, this most recent court case that came down, uh, the Fifth Circuit, I believe. I would imagine that's going to get appealed by the administration. Oh, we're going to view our options. They violated the First Amendment. The court just said it. You know, the same court that they rely on that prove that Trump's claims of election fraud are false. Because the court had the final authority on that. Multiple courts. His appointed judges. Well, here you have the Fifth Circuit ruling against Biden, but of course they don't have the same faith in the courts anymore. The uh, Black Lives Matter. So, and, and by the way, what does that mean in practical terms? Well, this election they're going to have a, a whole bit of a diff- more difficult time Uh, controlling the media narrative. That market doesn't even really exist. They can't control the podcasts. You know that Rogan is being referred to as a right-winger now? Rogan, who hates Trump. Rogan from a liberal family. Rogan's a liberal guy. And I don't know that the, 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 the Rogan type of liberal is a bad person. I don't agree with him on some things I did a great podcast years ago he did this crazy um rant about immigration and babies at the border and it, it's a baby, baby. Oh, it was very dramatic and uh, you know just this, it, it crossed the moral line for him that, that we had babies being held at detention centers well, what do you do when they're dumped at the border, essentially. He wasn't prepared to answer that. He just, you know, fueled into the drama. It was um, very interesting. And I get it, the passion for children. Uh, Has he been as passionate about the um, Sounds of Freedom movie? I don't know. Not that I've seen or heard, but maybe he has. Doesn't mean that he hasn't, that's for sure. Anyway, I found it very concerning that Black Lives Matter popped up last week, the week before. Uh, very concerning that they're pushing COVID so blatantly. People are like, "What?" It's, and, and the the ties with the media and Big Pharma. I mean, even the 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 plainest idiot in the street is going, "What the heck are you talking about?" They're Like, oh, next week it'll be Kamala's going to have it. And um, Hunter will get it, and it'll disrupt his arraignment. He's going to get charged. What's going on with that story? Democrats have a big problem right now. Nobody's talking about it. Trump is not the big problem for Biden politically. Just like the Democrats weren't the problem for Trump. Look, Trump had the Democrats beat. We all know that. That's why we say Trump won the election. You know where uh, Trump lost the election? Everything's okay over here. We just had a wall come down. But the rest of the house is still standing. That my keyboard shifting. I know it probably sounds like the roof fell down. And me tapping like this isn't helping either, is it? I got to stop. It's like I got a nervous twitch or something. I don't know. <laughs> just agitated. Where was I? Um, Things aren't looking good. I, I don't know what else to say. Uh, so you got a lot of shift. Oh, so Trump easily beat the, the Democrats. I said, right. We know that that's why we said. He won. But where did he lose? Well, I don't want to say lose the election. Where did he not win? It was the insider Republicans, the anti-Trump Republicans that ultimately were the deciding factor. The anti-Trump Republicans that stood by and did nothing. They were the deciding factor. It's the anti-Trump Republicans that have created a de facto third party. It's the anti-Trump Republicans that want to declare that they've been the establishment Republican Party. Whatever you want to believe about this turf war within the uh, Republican Party, and everybody wants to make that as the big story. Deathly afraid of Trump uh, because he's a threat to the global New World Order, which is a threat to big corporations and the dollar and certain industries. And uh, those people are going to defend those things. That problem's not going to go away. Why do you think Biden's cozying up to the teachers union? That's a huge lobby group there, huge, huge influence, huge influence. Yeah, uh, you know, Teachers aren't my thing. I can. T- no offense to any teachers. I you know I support the teachers. My daughter's been fortunate, great teachers. My son had some incredible teachers. I've had some great teachers that affected my life. You know, teachers are awesome. Uh, but it's <laughs> just not my cup of tea to hang around with. My daughter has a friend. Uh, the parents are, well, the one's a teacher, the one's involved in uh, school. And they're cool. It's um, just different than me, you know. I, I, I. You know, you can tell by the vehicles, the dress. You know, I come rolling up... <laughs> my bike, my electric bike with my bucket helmet, you know, and uh, my Merrills. I don't know. And I'm not saying that uh, they're necessarily like prima donnas or anything like that, but uh, I'm not sure they're like digging a hole in the backyard and lighting a fire in it. You know what I mean? And it's not like I don't like fine things. It's just not real picky about where I light a fire. outside. <laughs> it's not really how I grew up. You know what I mean? We never, we never had a chimney. <laughs> Let me put it to you this way. <laughs> a chimney wasn't in my childhood. I should write a book about that. <laughs> we had no chimineas in my childhood. Anyway, That's enough messing around. The world's falling apart, and here you are, just joking and have a grand old time, huh? What was I saying? Besides, I offended my daughter's friends' parents. Um, Interesting story at the ball field. Um, Anyway, Biden's in trouble. Biden's in big trouble. Uh, The the Trump uh, legal things are going nowhere, all of it. This nonsense with, oh, he inflated the value of his portfolio, and... Do you realize that if they even, even if you're going to say it's real, do you realize the damage it would be done if they go after everybody of wealth that they want to claim is misreported the value? <laughs> oh, how about Elon Musk? He'll be next. You watch. Oh, he better be careful. Yeah, he's going to be, he's slowly inching towards the uh, threat to democracy category, wouldn't you say? I don't know. I don't know what the exact standards are. It's not like we get a published list. I see headlines pushing Elon into the threat to democracy category. Anyway, let me move on to some other things. i give you a little update here since I've been messing around. This is very concerning to me on the highest level. And I um, kind of sort of predicted this on some level. As I said, I think I've started to say here, a lot of the same playbook from 2020 just uh, I, I, I said they couldn't even do it. Black Lives Matter, Antifa, um, COVID uh, obviously they're gonna go ahead and, and give it a good go. And I don't think they'll back off. I'm not, you know, they, like they tried and people are like, get the heck out of here. But, um, I, I wouldn't say don't, that won't prevent them from going further with it and just keeping a steady pressure on just a constant little needle in the background. I won't, you know, look at how riled everybody up. Oh, hell, I'm not masking. And, um, And so that's enough to help them in the election. You know, it creates energy. Um, So you're going to have that. But then, uh, my point is either way, it's not going to be as effective. Uh, You know, could it be? Maybe I'd be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Are they going to go back to COVID lockdown? Some people say they are. Some people say it's going to be partial things first, like, you know, ordering federal employees to work from home or, you know, CDC recommendations for. Private companies that, you know, pregnant women, the elderly, the young, the middle-aged, the immunocompromised, the immuno-challenged, the immuno-immuno, and everybody in between, those with the vaccine and those without the vaccine, they should all probably consider working from home in this environment of challenging times and, you know, we'll all have to make the sacrifice. I don't know how far they'll go with it. So that's concerning to me. Then I see this. Maybe you heard the story already. That the New Mexico governor issued an order suspending the right to carry firearms in public. So, uh, the legal argument is that she's declared a state of emergency and that gives her the right to usurp these constitutional rights. And part of her argument is that she's only doing it for a period of time, just 30 days, just 30 days. Uh, I don't know that there's any real cut reasoning. This is all emotionally charged, very well crafted by the Democrat governor. Uh, You know, the 11-year-old that was killed out there recently. How do you defend that? It's a horrific tragedy. Uh, yes, we should be doing everything we can to stop it. No disagreement. Not worth arguing if you do, I'll add. The question is, what is that everything that we should be doing? I mean, if we just, you know, set off a nuclear bomb in New Mexico and, and killed everybody, that would be one way of making sure that it didn't happen anymore. You see, well, that's ridiculous. We're trying to save lives, not, uh, you know hurt lives or get rid of lives well okay um, great so the governor enacts this uh, and you say there's no argument to that but that we should be doing everything that we can and uh, if that's the standard that everything that we can ignoring the constitution do everything that we can uh, even if it saves just one life Uh, if rights don't matter does cost matter does practicality matter what does matter at that point Uh, So where am I going with this? I mean, if we're going to do everything we can, uh, wouldn't it be a good idea for this 30-day period that everybody wear flak jackets and helmets? I don't know. And, you know, ironically enough, by the way, I mean, I I wouldn't make this argument, you know, because I wouldn't challenge the great liberal governor of New Mexico doing everything she can. Oh, you should have heard the passion. I wouldn't challenge her, but, you know, some people would say you'd have a better chance of combating gun violence by encouraging everybody to carry for 30 days. Hmm. Wow, imagine that. People shooting back to defend themselves. But the 11-year-old wouldn't. And so that's ridiculous. That's why that's ridiculous. Encouraging people to carry and exercise their right to defend themselves. No. She'd just be there like sheep. But anyway... Um, she said that she was asked, "Well, do you think the criminals are really gonna, you know, stop carrying guns for thirty days?" She said, "No," and uh, the clip I had got cut off. Um, and so, if if you know that the criminals are uh, not, still going to be carrying, uh, wouldn't flak jackets and helmets be appropriate? I mean, certainly at least for the children. And don't tell me it's not possible. I mean, if we're going to do whatever it takes in this dire time of emergency in New Mexico, that we're going to suspend constitutional rights—what what did I just say on Monday? I forgot I said it. What did I say? A martial law. What do you call this, my friends? You tell me. Pretty down gone close, don't you say Don't you think? I said it, didn't I? I just remembered. I forget some of these things. Don't tell me I don't know. I said that, and then this story comes out. Unbelievable, really. Very, very concerning to me, all joking aside. I guess, I, I guess I'm guess i being justful because um, I feel like I know what's going on. I don't feel caught off guard. Very concerning that the governor thinks that this is mildly appropriate. How far do we go? Don't tell me we can't get flak jackets for everybody. Round them up from the American military. Bring them back from Ukraine. It's such an emergency for 30 days that we're going to ignore the Constitution. Uh, how, much for, how about metal detectors at every school and, 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 and supermarket and, and ball field? Everywhere, 30 days. And you know what? Why don't we just cut to the chase and get to what, where the real end goal for these lunatics is? Just lock everybody down for 30 days. Back to that. It's an emergency. It's a gun emergency. It's a climate emergency. It's a medical emergency. People aren't seeing it. Oh, I think they're seeing it. I don't even need to pump my fist, do I? Anyway, that was uh, 15, 16 minutes to build up to that. Whew. I could could, uh, win an Emmy, I think. (laughs) Oh, it doesn't end there. There's more good news. Uh Xi Jinping is done with the established world order. I saw that and I thought, what kind of nonsense headline is this? You know, I thought, you know, maybe he said, I don't know, who knows what kind of comment and they, you know, what did he really mean? Was this, is this signaling? Yeah, somebody's BS interpretation. Uh but no. He's not attending the G twenty summit. I'm gonna say he's done with the established world order. Uh great story here. I don't wanna get tied up here too long. Uh why am I jumping around in this weird order? Didn't I have this problem on Monday too? We gotta to do a little better with the podcast preparation. I'm talking to my my producer right now. Are you listening to me? <laughs> uh maybe I've been just a little too nice around here. <laughs> we gotta get the order together a little better. <laughs> Uh, the people that that uh, don't know what's going on here are like, man, he's a little crazy. The people that do know what's going on are like, oh, he's really off his rocker now. <laughs> um, I'm just messing around. What can I tell you? I'm in a good mood. I'm not allowed to be in a good mood. I got a little stress on my life right now. I forgot my wife's birthday over the weekend. I'm not, I'm not proud of that, let me tell you. Ay, ay, ay. My daughter had a soccer game over the weekend. I was impressed she's eight uh, all the girls the girls it's just uh, it's heartwarming it really is the whole scene was really heartwarming uh, it's just a nice <laughs> hour break you know it's a little cloudy the girls were having a good time it wasn't too hot rode my bike up there I think I mentioned my electric bike it's cool it's a um, a rad bike I shouldn't really be saying i do really, like endorsing rad bike. I'm happy with the bike. I don't really have anything to compare it to. Um, uh, I actually bought it used from a friend. i had been looking for a long time. And uh, I'm just goofy with uh, spending money like that. And it's funny because it's not like I don't spend money because believe me, I do. But uh, there's just certain things. Like, I I don't like to waste money. I can tell you that. Who does, right? So, uh, yeah, these bikes aren't cheap. And of course I'm looking at the cheap one. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm gonna like the thing. And I, the, the reality is I never really would have pulled the trigger, not likely. A buddy of mine says to me, Hey, uh, my brother's got this bike. His uh they had bought two and uh, his wife didn't like it. They wanna get something smaller. This bike is it weighs almost hundred pounds, so it's pretty heavy. Big three inch wide tires, seven speeds, the seventh gear. Maybe there's eight. I think it's seven. Uh, the biggest skier, and I have a 20-mile-an-hour a maximum by law. You can override it, get up to 25. That makes all the difference. I rode it over there to the, uh, to the ball field. Most of the roads are 25. There was a spot or two. You no, know, just one area to get on a 35-mile-an-hour road for a short stretch. So at 25, you know, I'm— riding with traffic, you know what I'm saying? So I really don't have to worry about the cars. And it's just a nice way to travel, quite frankly. You get a pedal, you get a pedal pretty hard, you'd be carrying that. But uh, the electric motor really kicks in. It's nice. You don't have to worry about the hills. I've talked about this. I don't want to talk it to death. But um, anyway, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. I, I know not everybody is. Uh, I would love a, like an, a, something even more with like a bigger electric motor, more power. Uh, this one has a 750 watt single motor. I've seen them with two 1000 watt motors and I think, Hmm, but I think the reality is that, like that, that 25 miles an hour is, is pretty quick on that machine. Uh, I kind of would like one that went 35, but I'm not tripping. I think figure you know, about two grand to get into that. Anyway, my buddy brought this by. I tried. I was like, I gotta have it. And, uh, Got a deal on it, so and we'll see. Maybe we'll move into something else. I like electric vehicles. I've talked about it many times on the podcast. I know some I, I think it's a, a technology worth pursuing. We've had diesel electric locomotives for a long time. They're great performers, which is going to bring me to my final point on this, of why in the hell we're not going to hybrids. Hybrids with a simple 110-volt, you know, regular Electric outlet plug. I would add to that, I would try to build in uh, three or 400 watts of solar panel charging into the roof. Whoa. Why do I say all that? I have this story here. I had I own an EV for a year, but I despise it. And the guy tells a story. He goes down to the airport. He's from London. He goes down to the airport, flies to New York, comes back, doesn't have enough electric to get home. Has to stop for an hour to charge. What a pain in the butt. I hear these stories all the time. I had a friend took an electric car across Pennsylvania and during the winter. Like crawling, I guess it goes into like low E mode where it just does like 15 miles an hour or something. And uh it like got no heat on, and you know, just limping into a charging station because there's not enough. The hybrid solves all of this, all of this. I had an idea on this even, by the way. And maybe there's an electrical engineer out there or somebody knows the math. And I'm sure I could look it up and and mess it up because it's just not my forte for one. And that kind of math definitely isn't. But hear me out a second. Suppose the hybrid worked like the diesel electric locomotive. Well no, I take that back. The diesel electric locomotive is different. Uh, I'm not sure maybe somebody knows this. I've never had a chance to look into it. Uh, I think I understand the benefits of the diesel electric locomotive. They're getting the torque out of it. but what's creating that conversion that it can't be done with gears just straight from the drive shaft to the diesel, which offers a lot of torque in itself, right how that it's amazing that that transfer and I don't know if everybody's following me here. But I think it's at least a little interesting to discuss. So let's go back to the EVs a second, the electric vehicles. Like in the article, the guy saying, you hey, know, I love the way the car drives. They've said the same. These electric vehicles are drive incredibly, just like the bicycle does. It performs with the instant power, steady power, great acceleration, phenomenal, really Quiet. Efficient because you're you know you're only using what you directly apply, no loss at all. Anyway, I'm a big fan of the vehicles. I'm not saying they're perfect for everything. I'm not saying it's a good idea for trash trucks, although it could be. With a hybrid, it really could be. Um, and I'm going to talk more about this in a second. Uh, but I don't think it's the choice for everything. I really don't. Bulldozers and things. Ah, these things are just not. I don't think it's a good. Maybe down the road something will change. I don't know. Uh, but you've got huge distribution problems. You're always going to have this problem of tethering. You know, if you want to go further with fuel, you can carry more fuel, and you just simply don't have this ability. I've talked about swappable batteries. Uh, there's supposedly uh, some of that that does exist in in China or maybe Japan or both. Maybe it's been tried in some other place. We have these like cube-style batteries that you, know, you can, you know, charge, swap out too. And I've said this is the way to do it. The charging stations will be more efficient. They own and manage the batteries. You just you go in and you borrow the battery, so to speak. Um, back to the hybrid a second because I think that it's the answer. I really do. Uh, the current hybrids, the way it works, is that you can. You drive the vehicle off of gas or electric. They have regenerative braking. The Honda hybrids of old didn't even have the ability to plug in. I have a friend that owns one, loves it. Great Honda sedan hybrid. Drives like a dream, performs great. He loves it. Um, Can't plug it in. I I view that as a big weakness. Add solar panels. Go down the shore. All you got to do is park and charge. No, I don't know what the math on this is. Some of, some electrical engineer goes, ah, we're gonna have to sit out there for two weeks for a charge. Well, do those quarter tanks add up over time? I don't know. You have to do the math on it. They're not doing it. I can't believe there's something not somebody at these uh, auto companies that isn't coming up with these bright ideas. I got to solve all the world's problems over here. I mean, what am I doing? Um, being able to plug it into a simple wall outlet. You say, well, none of those things are really great, but it is if it's a hybrid. It is if it's a hybrid. And here's another spin on the hybrid I want to give you, and this could work for the trash truck. Why does it have to be to able to run off the gas? That's not how the el- diesel-electric hybrids work, right? I don't think so. Maybe, that, maybe that's the part that I'm wrong about, but I don't think so. The diesel-electric locomotive, the diesel engine, powers the generator to run the electric motor, There must be a power gain in that equation is the only thing I can think of. Or at least in torque, I I don't know. I mean, maybe they're they're able to then gear that back up. I don't don't know. I really don't know. Um, But I know that it works well for locomotives. Uh, So vehicles, you have batteries, right, Um, instead. And this is to do away with the fuel. So what if uh, you could go to a tri-fuel setup? This easily exists. Uh, What are the three fuels? I forget. Gasoline. Propane. uh, I forget the third. I can't imagine it's diesel. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just dual fuel. Whatever. Make it dual fuel. Whatever's available. And instead of it being an engine to drive the vehicle, it's an engine to drive the generator that's charging the batteries. So you get into the car, and it has a full battery because you plugged it in. So you come home from work, and you plug it in overnight. And let's just say you happen, it happens to charge it full. You, you get in the vehicle the next morning to go to work, and you're running on battery. No engines running at all. And you go to work, say 20 miles away. And you go to come home, and you've only used an eighth of a battery. And still no motor. You come home, you've used a quarter tank, you plug it in, and it recharges. Plus the sun time. Now let's just say you, you go for a trip on the weekend, then. You go down the shore. We're outside of Philly. We get get down the Jersey Shore. Um, It's a beautiful place. It really is. Uh, um, You get down there, and you burn through the the whole battery, Uh, but not even because once the battery gets below three quarters, the engine kicks on while you're driving. Plus, maybe regenerative braking, so it's charging. The whole time you're driving now how fast is that going to recharge well it's going to depend on the size of the generator which is going to determine how much fuel and that could be significant really so i don't i don't know what the math on all that is but why wouldn't it work and why couldn't it then continue to run even after the vehicle shut off the generator is going to continue to run and keep you at three quarters full or something like that or some predetermined setting I don't know. To me, it's silly that these things aren't being solved. The bicycles and small electric vehicles are another area. You know, if you took a, a trike, okay, um, like a bicycle, a tricycle, they have them. They have them in electric. I forget what the name of the steering is where the, um, the wheels, the front wheels, will shift vertically off of plumb with the turn. Uh, but you can get incredible performance out of this. You can make light mate vehicles that, that, in my opinion, would be perfect candidates for electric and short-range trips, which constitutes a lot of driving. And they're fun to drive. I don't know. I don't know why I got off on that tangent so much. Uh, The technology that Google and Facebook don't dare release. The facial recognition technology is a little eerie. Reason number nine million to get the hell off of Facebook. I, I'm guessing they still have it for me. Anyway, they, they have a, a lens and a hat. So a guy's wearing a hat. He looks at you. It clicks and whispers in his ear, Christopher Scott. Creepy to say the least. Dystopian. Riot is the language of the unheard. Really? That wasn't the case of January 6th, was it? Um, South Dakota judge blocks... The school district policy requiring parents be told about student gender identity changes. A lot of people will get up in arms about this, especially coming out of a place like South Dakota. How do you feel about it? "Ah, the school's keeping information from the parents! I don't view it like that. I'm not concerned with my daughter withholding that from us and the school covering it up at all. I can't imagine that that would ever happen. I would view it as a failure of my parenthood, not the school's responsibility to tell me my daughter's secrets that for whatever reason she's not comfortable telling us. I don't think it's their problem. They keep looking to the schools to help figure out uh, some uh, child's gender dysphoria. And I don't mean to say it rudely. You know, at that point, that's a serious problem. A kid is in school and he's approaching uh, school resources because they're they think that they're a different gender. What's going on at home? I don't know. Here's more information on chemtrails. I know the people. This is right from the uh, uh, National Oceanic and Atmosphere Administration. Cooling Earth, reduce average global temperature. Uh, date of first actual weather modification. I, you know I don't know if this is legit or not. But um, it's just another piece in that puzzle. It's documented that they really are messing with the weather. The weather's been great around here. I'm going to say if they, they're doing a pretty good job, I, they give all this climate alarm, I'm pretty, pretty happy with the weather. Yeah, if there's one thing, Joey's, but Uncle Joe's been doing well. Southern California Huntington Beach bans mask and mask mask and vaccine mandates, but you know, this is Democrat territory. I think it's a little conservative, you know, hold out there, but he's still surrounded by a big sea of blue out there. The governor will fix them. For, there'll be a big payback from the governor on that. Uh, Rand Paul wants the Biden administration to answer why there are U.S. troops in Niger. Um, They were there under Trump, I'm pretty sure. Loudoun County, Virginia School District. How that, why does this county keep ending up in the news? Does anybody know? I've always dreamed of having, like, an army of of producers, like, no agenda. Like, hey, go find me answers on this stuff. That's what I want to be able to – I need to be a little more authoritarian. You out there, do something for me. That's the way to persuade people. I'm sure I'm going to get to people knocking down the door. Wow, I was so motivated by your charming request. I want to know why this Loudoun County's in the doggone news. Somebody find out for me. All right. We've offended everybody at this point. It's kind of strange when you say, well, anyway, here's the story this time. They took a, lav- a lavish, lavish, a lavish trip <laughs> on the taxpayer's dime to Ghana. A lavish trip to Ghana on the taxpayer's dime, the school district. Interesting. I'm sure you heard about this, making its way in the rounds. Not concerning at all. Remember what I told you about roaming gangs of thieves, people that are desperate. Uh, New York City migration. Did you hear what the mayor had to say? Destroying the city, sees no end to it. Um, Yeah, Yeah, so much for the um, sanctuary city. We're proud. Give me your weak, your weary, your, your strong, your sad, your... All of it, we won it, yes. <laughs> Does anybody remember the Democrat National Convention in 20? Yes. Would you support anything? Either- yes. Would you? Su- yes. Give it- I want it more. <laughs> I'll give up my house. Remember? Come on, people forget. I'm not making this up. They were like, you know, we were like, would you just leave your door? Yeah. If it means helping a, a, a child instead of being at the border, yes, they can take my house. <laughs> the liberals were going nuts. Oh yeah, it's coming back. The Loudoun County out in Ghana. New York City mayor. Boo-hoo. Not even the state will help. They're like, you asked for it. I don't know. There's no sympathy, but there will be, they say. They were on The View. I don't know how I get these clips fed to me. It's not like I'm sitting around watching The View, trust me. The freaking View, excuse my language. Talk about hens. I hate that term Karen, you know. But, oh boy. the voices are just annoying to me. Good God. Anyway, uh. What were they carrying on about? I forget what I was even going to say now. Does it matter? Oh, the immigration—that's what it was. They said they said they need to be spread out, and so the clip was being spread around. You know, oh yeah, not in my backyard. Yeah, it's like Martha's Vineyard, right? Yeah, they're not having a migrant crisis. You know, Hollywood's not having a migrant crisis. Uh, You know, Lower Marion. Wealthy, affluent area, lower Gwinnett, wealthy, affluent area, lower southeastern Pennsylvania. They're not having migrant crisis problems. But plenty of other places are, and I think you're going to see the potential that it's going to spread. And you've got, in New York City alone, reported right now, hundred and some thousand um, migrants in just one city. And who knows what, if anything, is going to happen. But consider, number one, that this built up very quickly, and then it continues every day. Some indications that it's escalating, but maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know. You can't really believe any of the numbers, so I don't personally uh, spend a lot of time tracking it. It doesn't seem like it's very valuable to do that. Um, But it's a lot and you know whether it's 100,000 150,000 whatever that number is in New York alone you know that's a sizable force and if those people or some portion of them decide to spread out which i say to you they eventually will as and if they become desperate and they eventually will by the fact that they're running out of room now Where are they going to go? What are they going to do? What's the plan? There is none. Mayhem. Some people feel that it's on purpose, but quite frankly, the time for that discussion is probably gone already. We'll see only a, a mild glimmer of hope that Trump can get in office and Somehow put a cork in this. Oh, that's what the View was saying. Oh, it's never going to stop because of climate change. There's places in the world where people can't live anymore. Oh my God! I need the VA hotless suicide hotline. If I'm going to watch the View, I have I have to pre-program it. I shouldn't joke about it. I know. For the love of God, <laughs> I don't know what to say. This is what people watch it on TV. It was like the peanut gallery never went away. Uh anyway, New York City migration. They become desperate, they start spreading out, and you come home to pull in your driveway, and you look, and there's two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve people in front of your house. Maybe some of them just a little bit on the edge of your property. Maybe one of them taking a leak in your bushes. He said, it's disgusting, Chris. What's the matter with you? They're going somewhere. Am I wrong? I don't think I am. So, then what do you do? Oh, 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 the poor, you know. Honey, honey, you're just going to let them pee in our bushes. <laughs> I can't take anything seriously today. <laughs> well dear, uh, I don't approve of the migrants peeing in our bushes, but come here, children, there's a there's a there's a lesson here. <laughs> I'm going back into stand-up comedy, I just decided right now. It wasn't my original plan when I started this podcast, I have to tell you. But I don't know how you look over these these stories and not have to laugh a little bit. I, it just goes to show the times that we're in because it's my dark humor is making a comeback. That's my it's my stress, uh, my uh, relief, my stress ball or whatever. Where was I? Children, come here. Uh, you know, uh, in most cases, if someone was peeing in our bushes, <laughs> father would dial 911 and report it to the authorities and ensure that our security camera footage captured the moment. In this case, however, we have to acknowledge our white privilege. And so we're just gonna let the migrants piss all over us, just like they do the rest of the country. That's how good Democrats handle it. So honey, you just you're just gonna stand there and do nothing? Oh dear, it's our duty to do our part to help the country. So seriously, you got twelve of them milling around, you look down the street and like, holy crap. How many more is down there? Nothing happens. You go to bed. You're like, Are they still out there? Yep. You going to sleep. You wake up in the morning. There's like tents out front. Oh, I'm making this up, Chris. Boy, what an imagination! Oh no, it's just from the videos I've seen about San Francisco, and Kensington, and Seattle, and New York. Everywhere you go, every city, it's amazing. Really. Um Finland on the verge of outlawing Christianity. Not really the truth directly, uh, but the public reading. It's amazing the attacks on Christianity and how lopsided it's become. But that train has pretty much left the station as well. The persecution of Christians is ongoing with no signs of slowing down. I'll leave you with this since I kept it kind of amazing. I made this funny. I don't. Know, I don't know if I should be proud of that or, uh, or embarrassed. I'll let you let me know. What'd you think of the podcast today? Shoot me an email. Would you info at christopherscottshow dot com. Was I obnoxious? Probably a little. Not as obnoxious as Howard Stern though. I can't stand Howard Stern anymore. I don't know. I liked him when I was younger. He was a free spirit. I think it was attractive. I got tired of the fart jokes. He's a super nerd. Women, he's has been star- I was like even his current wife. uh yeah, I guess you'd say she's attractive. I'm going to be respectful of my wife. Um, it's not like I'm assessing other people's wives. But uh, put it this way, certainly it seems in a class beyond him. And you say, What is it she's attracted to? It's the money. No, no, not the money at all. It's who he is. <laughs> God bless them, God bless you, and God willing, I'll be back on Friday. I hope to see you there. Make it a great day.